Hey guys, my name is Sophie and welcome to the Teens for the Cross podcast. This is going to be the first ever episode and I'm really excited, honestly. I've been praying about this for about a year now and with everything going on in the world, it just keeps adding to this, like, to this hunger to keep wanting to do this podcast because of the fact that our generation as teens, as the Gen Z mainly, we are... Most of us are lost. Most of us are lost and we're trying our best to really get everyone closer to God because that's our goal as Christians because we are down here to lead others to Christ. Now, I'm going to start off with saying that this is going to be about the topics of God. I mean, you have to have known that if you clicked on the thing. Um... It's going to be topics about God. There will be some, maybe some topics about politics because it interferes with um, the readings that we might do, the topics that we might talk about. This is all for fun, honestly. This is for fun and it's for God. And that's why when I started thinking about doing this, I was really happy to have found something that I was going to be happy with and I was going to enjoy. So... Without further ado, we're going to start, and I hope you enjoy. So today for this Bible study, we're going to be talking about Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue and why us as Christians, we have to stand up for what we believe in. So that can be very hard. I've, I've been through it. I've seen it in other people too, but it can be very hard in the sense that we want to be liked. We want to be, we want people to see us as good people as yes i support you yes i believe the same things that you believe but inside we really know that we don't agree with them and we don't care for what they believe in either so in king nebuchadnezzar's mind he wasn't thinking about that other people were going to disagree with him when it comes to this gold statue but he continues anyway and so that's why we're going to start in daniel 3 and it's going to be mainly, I think it's the whole chapter. Yeah, it should be the whole chapter. We're going to start in Daniel 3. And we're going to be talking about the gold statue that Nebuchadnezzar brought forward in Dura. In the plains of Dura in the province of Babylon. So, first we're going to start off with Exodus 10. We're going to be reading from, I mean, Exodus 20. Not 10. Exodus 20. We're going to be reading from 3 to let me see three to five yeah we're gonna be reading from three to five in exodus 20 so to begin three says you must not have any other god but but me you must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea you must not bow down to them or worship them for i the lord your god am a jealous god who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. Now we already know, and if you don't know, it's okay. We know that if we deny God, he will deny us up in heaven. And it's it's a very sad reality that there are people who actually do that. But... If you look into different artists around the world, 
I have found many Christian artists to deny God. And it's a very sad thing to see because you want them to go up into heaven with you. But it's pretty common. And that's why as Christians, we need to be able to stand up for our beliefs, even if it means that we might lose maybe a couple a couple friends or we might lose um, a couple people that back us up in many things or people might be talking about us. It really doesn't matter because in the end, all that matters is God. So we're going to start reading in Daniel 3 now. And we're going to start off. I usually, I kind of jump around in verses, but I will read the whole thing so that you understand fully of the story. So we're going to start in King Nebuchadnezzar's gold gold statue now. So verse 1 begins, and then I'm going to just keep going through all of them. King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the provincial, provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue he had set up. So all of these officials came and stood before the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald shouted, People of all races and nations and language, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other instruments, bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. This is very much, like, related to, like, what's happening now. Like, if you really think about it, in now in our times, if you don't believe or have the same opinions than others, you will be canceled. Now, back then, they were being burned if they didn't believe the same things as what Nebuchadnezzar wanted. Because Nebuchadnezzar, he wanted the gold statue to be worshipped. But it's very much how things are now where if you don't believe in what others believe in, they'll cancel you and they'll look at you and be like, Ew, who are you? Like, why don't you support this and this and this like no we have to be true christians in what the word said says also and so when i read this verse the first time i was like oh my goodness this is this is just like what's happening now yes we're not going to be burned but people are going to talk about us if we go against what they say so they followed. The people followed because they didn't want to die. They didn't want to be burned just because they didn't believe the things. But they were just following the crowd. Now, that's something that a lot of kids do now. They follow the crowd. They follow what's right. They don't really research the facts. And they don't care to research the facts because it's easier to get their information off of TikTok. When we all know that TikTok is the most unreliable source of information ever. Now, when we're going in our lives, we can't rely on others to do the work for us. We need to be able to establish establish our beliefs 
by ourselves because no one else is going to help us in the future. We're, we're all going to become adults one day. And if we don't come up with the facts and we don't come up with the realization that there are certain things that are wrong in this world and there are certain things that are right in this world, then we're never going to know by ourselves the real facts, the real truth of the world. And that's when it comes to just many different things. And that's why growing up, I, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I just believe in this one thing. I, you know, support this one person. I, you know, I do these certain things. But I wasn't really researching. And that's why as I've grown older, I needed to research. I needed to look into what I was believing, look into what I was uh, accepting online and actually look into who I was supporting in different things. So when it came to YouTube and everything, I was very, very careful on who I looked at on YouTube, but also what I watched and who I was subscribed to. So I don't, I didn't want to be the type of person that just, you know, subscribed to anybody because there are people that are like that. They just spam subscribe. And I've seen that so many times. But what I'm saying is that I had to like deep clean my subscriptions of people on YouTube because I was looking into it and I was realizing that a lot of the people that I had on there were not good influences or I just never even watched them in the first place. I just kind of subscribed to them uh, because I maybe watched one video, but I never watched them again. But this ties in with the people and they didn't want to die. Now, they didn't want to die because they didn't I mean, they had a life ahead of them. They had a life ahead of them. And they didn't, they thought of this as, let me just bow down so that the king does not notice me. And that, you know, they follow the trend. Like now, how people follow the trend. They follow whatever they see on social media as their beliefs. They follow a trend. And it ties in with the YouTuber thing. Kids who watch certain YouTubers can follow the YouTuber's beliefs because they think, oh, he seems right and he's a great guy. So I'm just going to believe everything he says. And that's very common nowadays. And sometimes we don't realize it, but it is. So we're going to keep going on verse 8 now. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, long live the king. You issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of the horn flute zither lyre harp pipes and other musical instruments that decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace just like we talked about before they don't believe they get thrown into the furnace that's all that's basically what we're talking about before now if i keep mispronouncing the musical instruments that's my bad i don't know if i'm pronouncing them right especially zither and liger i think but we'll keep going because i'm just trying to read them so now we're gonna go on to 12 but they but there are some jews shadrach meshach and abednego whom you have put in charge of the province of babylon they pay no attention to you your majesty they refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up then nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage 
and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power. So he wanted to see what they would say. He wanted to see if they would stick to their, you know, God, our God, if they want to stick to our God, excuse me, if they want to stick to our God, or if they were just going to follow along because they didn't want to die. He was, in a way, he was testing God's, but he was testing God's people. Now, he wasn't looking at God initially. He was looking at God's people. And that's what many people in reality, many people will do in our world today. They will test Christians as much as they can because they believe that Christians are supposed to be these perfect people. No, we're not perfect. We do not have perfect lives. And that's what some people don't understand is that we're trying our best too to live in this world. It's just a little bit harder as others are persecuting us because of our beliefs. We have very different beliefs as Christians. That's as simple as that. We have very different beliefs. But with this story, it shows us how we need to stand up like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and not kneel before the social media's beliefs or the media, the, you know, political media's beliefs. It all ties in together. So he was testing God's people, just like people now test us because they want to see oh, are they going to mess up today? Oh, are they going to say the wrong things? They want to test us because they want to prove that we're wrong. So now we're going to go on to verse 16. We're going to continue. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear that to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue I've set up. I could not read the lines right. But anyway, so what he was What they were saying was basically, if it's God's will, it's God's will. Like, if I die, I die. Like, God has it for me. And that's why, (laughs) that's why most people today don't understand. Like, we say it all the time. If things happen for a reason, like, if things happen, then they happen for a reason. I always say that. I I always have that in the back of my mind because I don't want to look at things in a negative way anymore i want to be able to look at things in a positive way and know that basically like if things happen sophia then things happen you know what i mean you can't reverse time like dr strange or you can't you know you can't do any of these things but you can look at it and you can look at it in a positive aspect and you can say everything happens for a reason. And so what they're saying is that they're, ba- they're basically defying their odds of death. And they believe that whatever happens is in God's will. Now, they really were like, I mean, if I was in this situation, I would be scared. But yes, I would say, 
I would be like, look, man, like, maybe you can just take down the statue. Like, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. But at the same time, Nebuchadnezzar's mind was so made up that he was like, if anyone does not believe what I believe, then they'll be, you know, put into the furnace. Now, in the verses, let me see what verse was it. In verse 13, it clearly shows how Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage. He was mad. He was, you know, he was angry. He was disgusted that people did not want to bow down to this statue that he had made. This is basically what I was saying before. You know, if we don't believe the same things as others, they get so raged up and so mad that we don't believe it that they start looking at us as if we're animals, as if we're horrible people, when in reality, we're not. And the new norms of today have become worse and worse, and that's what people don't understand, is that you're making this into a whole different thing. You're making our opinions of the world and our opinions of people worse because you keep dragging stuff onto our beliefs as if we want it too. But that's a whole different topic about people pushing their beliefs onto another. And I'm, I'll probably go into that in another episode. But we're going to continue going. So what you need to know is right now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are standing up for their beliefs. And that's all that matters right now. They're standing up for their beliefs and they're saying that if they die, it's in God's will. They're basically like just saying whatever happens, happens. So, we start in 19, which is a new section of the story called The Blazing Furnace. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men in the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. So what I believe that they were trying to make a point here was that they were... How do I say this? They were... I'm trying to say this in a way that you... Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Okay. So, I got it. Um, so, what I'm trying to say is that they they put them in with all their clothing. Meaning, it was gonna... Like, that burn was gonna be painful. Painful, I'm telling you. It was gonna be painful. And it was just... It was not gonna be the perfect thing. I mean, who would even imagine a perfect for, like burn? Like, that doesn't even make sense. But... Basically, what's going on is that it was going to hurt. And the king did not care that, you know, they had their clothes on or anything. They were like, you're going to burn. You're going to burn. Because he was so mad. And the thing is, is that that's when the rage gets to people. And they just don't care at all anymore. They forget things after that. So, we're going to continue. 22. And because the king, in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. Sorry, I was about to yawn. So, they fell into... Okay, so first of all, we're just gonna tie this all together real quick. So, 
the furnace was seven times hotter than usual. Seven times hotter. So what they already burned things or people with at the time, King Nebuchadnezzar was so mad that he raised it seven times hotter, which ended up killing, like automatically killing his guards too, his strongest guards. So in verse 24, now it says, but suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So, this was king nebuchadnezzar's experience with god this was his experience in seeing god and the fact that three seconds ago he had just put three men in there well his guards put three men in there and now there was a fourth man in there that looked like god he was like hold up okay give me a sec because this is a little bit much to take in you know what i mean like he was he was like wait what is he he looks cuz he he's very confused at this point. You can you can tell he's very confused and he's just this is his awakening to seeing that God is real and that their God is real especially because Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were not dead. You know what I mean? Like they weren't dead. They weren't any they were just chilling in there. They were basically just chilling. They were walking around having a good time. Well, not really a good time, but they were basically with God, and I think that's all that mattered because God was taking care of them. So it continues to say, So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed, and their, clothes, their clothing was not scorched. They did not even smell of smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angels his he sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to rather die than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make this decree if any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb, and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. So he was shown the realness of God. He was shown that God is real, that God is there for people, and that he will save them if they need to be saved, and that he appreciates the people who do not deny him and do not bow down to these other gods because of what other people are doing. They weren't following the trend right they weren't doing all that stuff they just they kind of just were like yeah no no thank you but have a great time doing that you know what i mean like they were they were looking into the better things of themselves into the better things of their relationship of god you can easily ruin your relationship with god if you deny him and that's why in this story, it was so important that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had stood up for their beliefs because of the fact that 
in the end, whether they had died or not, God was going to meet them. They were going to meet, they were going to have a whole conversation in heaven and where God is like, okay, but remember this time? You stood up for me. You know, you stood up for me and I, and I, and I love that. Now, if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had not stood up for what they believed and they eventually passed away, you know, they would pass away later, God would be like, okay, but remember this time when you denied me with the gold statue and you went and you went and, you know, knelt down at the gold statue? Because I said, in, you know, in Exodus 20, no other gods before me, I am a jealous God. And that's why it's super important that we learn this story today. So in the last verse, verse 30, it says, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the even higher positions in the province of Babylon. We as Christians, we, we have such a blessed, we can have such a blessed life if we want it. If we really want it, we can have such a blessed life. And I really believe this because with everything that I've been through, in my life or I've seen in you know my family's lives we have been blessed by God so many times so many times and God will see what we're doing he'll see what we're doing for him and he'll see that in the end you know we're really there for him and that in no matter like no matter the circumstances we will always be there for him and he will always be there for us. We know that. As his children, we know God it will always be there for us. But there are some people in the... Excuse me. In the Christian lifestyle, they may be just starting. They may be, you know, new Christians. And they will have their doubts, which is sad, but it's true. They will have their doubts and they'll question things of am i good enough for god should i even be believing this is this even the right thing to believe in and that's where faith kicks in and we just have to believe that god is there and that god is the king of kings the lord of lords and that he will bless us always if we continue to follow his word and that's why when we really look at this story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we really have to take it to heart because the thing is, is that it's really hard for people to stand up for what they believe in. It really is. I mean, I watched, okay, so on YouTube, I watched these guys, um, I don't remember what they're called. It's this Catholic organization where they go to different areas and they stand, sometimes they go to li uh, very liberal colleges or they just uh, stand on the sides of the streets and they hold signs saying that abortion is wrong and abortion should not be allowed, which is very much what Christians believe now. We believe that abortion is wrong and that it should not even be an option at all. But we also know that people in the world believe that abortion should be allowed when it really shouldn't now people people just have this really like this hate in them to like these kids are saying whatever they want to say right 
they're going on these to these campuses or they're um you know they're believing in what they want to believe but then there's others that are going to go and they're going to look at them and be like what are you talking about like what are you talking about like you don't you're what what are you saying now if we if we went up to someone of the world and we said okay but i don't believe in this what are you saying now we're going to have a bunch of people against us and a bunch of people coming after us because of the fact that we don't believe in what they believe. So, to end off the story, to end off this lesson, we need to stand up for what we believe in. Even though others may criticize and others may laugh and others may say, you're crazy, what are you doing? We have to stand up for what we believe. We need to have our own opinion on th- on certain topics and our own opinion on our lives and how we want to go ahead in them. We can't be having people push their these beliefs and these different things that, you know, aren't right and we know as and as Christians we know aren't right. We can't be having them pushed on us and we can't be around those type of people because in the end even though we might not want to admit it right now, if we surround ourselves with negative people and with negative opinions against our uh, relationship with God, then it will affect it in the long term. So God will see us and he will bless us if we continue to serve him, to love him, and to always praise him. Because he, he knows every single one of us. He made us. He knows every single one of us and he will always be there for us. And that's what we need we need to understand. Alright guys, well that's the end. And honestly, it felt amazing to be able to do that. All of it did, and it felt it was a great it's a, it's just a great experience because I've been I had been wanting to do this for a long time and knowing that God is always there for us and that he'll always be there for us um in different situations and if we're going through things it's it's amazing it's an amazing feeling and I hope that you can continue to believe that too as we go through this whole you know this whole I don't even know what to say this whole world I guess it's just we need a little bit more hope in this world and I'm hoping that you can continue to listen to this podcast and that you can continue to learn from it as I am learning from it too and that we can all just have a great time so every podcast I'm going to end off with a song and it's going to be a snippet of a song because I don't want to get copyrighted um which would just be horrible if I got copyrighted but we're going to end up We're going to end off this uh, episode with a song called God is Love by Chris Renesma. Love you guys. Anywhere I go, it meets me there. Cause he is good and he is God. What I earn, it's not what I so kind what I deserve 
more could I say about him? My God is love.